Welcome to Russian Parish Sunday Service Podcast. You're joining me, Joe Heaton, the vicar, and Liz Hull, the curate, on Sunday the 26th of April, the third Sunday of Easter, for morning prayer in Russian Parish. To take part fully in this service, I suggest that you print out the service sheet or have it displayed on your tablet. It is with deep sadness that I announce that three of our parishioners, all from St Mary's Church, have died during this last week. Pauline Bowman, Keith Hartley and Bill Hodgett. And we now lift up before the Lord, David and Maureen and Heather and their families in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who grieve for loved ones. May you come alongside them. May they know of your assurance, of your love, that they are held in your hands at this time. Amen. During this pandemic, it has become our practice to gather together in our homes, to worship and to pray together. This follows in a long line of tradition, began by those first disciples that would meet together on the Lord's Day for worship and for prayer, for fellowship. So let's begin morning worship by lighting a candle. We begin our service with the Easter response. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia!
And now a call to penitence. To bring before God the things we regret doing, the things that we wish we had done. In baptism we died with Christ, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us receive new life in him as we confess our sins in penitence and faith. Like Mary at the empty tomb, we fail to grasp the wonder of your presence. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Like the disciples behind locked doors, we are afraid to be seen as your followers. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Like Thomas in the upper room, we are slow to believe. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We're going to read Psalm 116, a psalm entirely appropriate for the circumstances that we're going through at the moment. The psalmist praises God because he has heard the voice of his cry and the psalmist knows that God holds him and holds him safe. So we say, I love the Lord for he has heard the voice of my supplication because he inclined his ear to me on the day I called to him. The snares of death encompassed me the pains of hell took hold of me. By grief and sorrow I was held. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beg you, deliver my soul. How shall I repay the Lord for all the benefits he has given me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfil my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord, is the death of his faithful servants. O Lord, I am your servant, your servant, the child of your handmaid. You have freed me from my bonds. I will offer to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfil my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. As we prepare to open the Scriptures and hear afresh the disciples meeting Jesus on the road to Emmaus, let us pray. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladdened the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord. Give us such knowledge of his presence with us, that we may be strengthened sustained by his risen life, and serve you continually in righteousness and truth, 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We're now going to listen to a reading from the book of Acts, read by Roy Oliver. Thank you, Roy. A reading from the book of Acts. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptised, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments, and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptised, and that day about three thousand persons were added. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Listen to the Gospel reading, 
read by John Gulland. Thank you, John. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you are walking along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things, and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, <clears throat> he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few years ago, the internet was buzzing with an optical illusion of a dress that to some people appeared to be blue and black and to others to be white and gold. And this was due to the way our eyes perceive things. The dress was in shadow and so some people saw the white and gold dress as blue and black because they were adjusting the way they looked to the background light setting which was dark. As a family we were really divided over which image we saw and it confused each of us that others in our family saw the complete opposite. However, once uh, we saw clearly the image of the white and gold dress as it was in dim light, it didn't confuse us anymore, although I can understand now how I thought it was blue and black. Our Gospel reading today gives us a wonderful account of two of Jesus' followers who were utterly despondent and dejected, walking away from the events of the past few days, that Good Friday event, the death of their beloved teacher on the cross. Heartbroken and lost, They were puzzled over everything that had happened. It just didn't make sense. How could someone who was so clearly sent from God, a great teacher, a person who could heal the sick and even bring the dead back to life, how could he have been tortured and killed? and not stopped it happening when he was so wise that he could even stop a mob in their tracks when they wished to stone a woman caught in adultery. He had an answer for every trick that religious leaders tried to catch him out on. They just couldn't understand, nor could they understand what seemed like wild ravings of some of the women in their group who said that they'd seen angels who told them that Jesus was alive and yet others of the group had gone to the tomb and found it empty and not found Jesus. And so these two men were talking to each other as they walked along the weary road away from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And then a stranger appeared. And looking at them and seeing their despondency, he asked them what was wrong. And they were so surprised they stopped in their tracks. And they said to him, haven't you heard what's been going on? And this stranger walked alongside them and talked to them and helped them to understand what scripture taught them about the one who was to redeem Israel. What amazing teaching that must have been to receive an explanation of the word of God from Jesus who is described 
as the word of God. And in that teaching, Jesus was able to begin to help them transform the way that they had perceived what had happened when Jesus was crucified three days before. On our journeys through our lives, we too sometimes walk the road of Emmaus. We can be disappointed when we feel let down by God, by Jesus. When things don't seem to turn out the way that we expect them to. And yet, we are blessed when we can talk of our hurts and disappointments and be honest about them, even though our hearts are heavy within us. If we still carry the longing that moves us on, we are blessed. The risen Christ walks with us. He listens to us. He can gladden our hearts. He can break open the word of God and the bread of life that gladdens our hearts. At table with him, we can understand the meaning of our life and the sense of his mystery. As Jesus did with those first followers, when he stopped with them, he broke bread with them. This was the moment of joy, of revelation, when they finally realised that he was indeed alive, resurrected, and that they could clearly see something of the truth of the gospel. And then they went and told the other disciples what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This seems particularly poignant at the moment when we cannot gather together and share bread and wine, communion together. A group of us from one of the home groups have been using the Pilgrim Bible study material to explore the Eucharist or Holy Communion. And it's interesting the variety of ways that we as a group viewed communion and as individuals and denominations, the variety of interpretations of what is going on when we share in communion together. But this Bible passage makes it very clear that we can experience the presence of Jesus in the breaking of the bread. And by the breaking of the bread, we mean the whole experience of communion, that we take bread, we bless it, we break it and we share it. This is done for us in the priestly ministry, as priests stand before us to facilitate the making known of Jesus to us in the breaking of the bread. So how do we react in this time of abstinence, almost of a Lent discipline 
as we are unable to meet together to share communion. We're not able to gather round the Lord's table. For some people, communion for them is a memorial of what happened, symbolic of the events of Good Friday and the salvation that Jesus achieved for us. And as a memorial, they are okay with not celebrating communion too frequently. On the other end of the scale, for some people, communion is very much a deeply spiritual occasion where they are meeting with God. And they feel that they should be celebrating communion daily, that it is an essential part of their spirituality. Many of us may be somewhere in the middle, but recognising that communion is an opportunity to draw into holy communion with God through Jesus and in communion with each other, which is usually why we wouldn't celebrate communion alone on our own, even as priests. We recognise it as a mystical event, a gift from God, a foretaste of the heavenly feast that we are invited to join in and which many of Jesus' parables and teachings clearly point towards. I remember a time of particular soul-searching that I was experiencing some years ago and I realised that if I thought that there was someone who could answer my particular question, I would have grasped them by the shoulders and implored them to give me the answer. And with this realisation came the strong thought, perhaps an image or vision, an image of an invitation from Jesus, an invitation that he could answer all my queries. All that I needed to do was to come into my heart where he was waiting to sit and spend time with me. And in that image, there was the image of sitting at a table with two cups of tea with saucers in a beautiful garden. Sometime later, when I was reflecting on this occasion whilst praying on a retreat, I had the image of Jesus preparing bread and wine communion for me and I was able to spend time in communion with him. Why do I tell you this? I feel vulnerable sharing such personal stories with you and yet I want to invite you to realise that you too can come into communion with Jesus in your hearts that although we would normally physically share communion together in church, and that is a very precious and deeply spiritual occasion, which for many also brings healing. Nevertheless, in times when we cannot gather together to receive communion, we can still come into Jesus' presence and rest there. Of course, God's presence through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, 
however we wish to talk about it, is with us at all times. God never leaves us. But sometimes we can have difficulty perceiving his presence with us, which is where we are blessed, when we can gather together in sacred spaces and share deep, rich language and prayers together, much of it originating from our Holy Scriptures. But we can also, in our mind's eye, or for those who struggle to visualise things in a more practical way with symbols of a cross or a candle, create a space where we connect to God, a prayer place, a place for communing with God, a place where we can begin to recognise Jesus as those early followers did on the road to Emmaus, a place where we can go deep in our faith and spiritual communion. When we return to church and receive Holy Communion as we gather around the Lord's table together, we might find our experience of fellowship with each other in union with the Holy Spirit deepened and enhanced by our own personal journeys in spiritual communion now. In the meantime, I pray that you might be blessed as you give yourself time to come into a spiritual communion with God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us declare our faith in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised to life on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Afterwards, he appeared to his followers and to all the apostles. This we have received and this we believe. Amen. Wendy is now going to lead us in our intercessions. Thank you, Wendy. Let us pray. Blessed are you, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. To you be glory and praise for ever. In this Easter season, we remember that by raising your Son from the dead, death has been destroyed. In him the victory over sin and the grave is won. As you call us to newness of life, may our lives reflect his glory. Blessed are you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, bless your church. In these difficult times when our church seems so different, may it still reveal your presence and the power of the resurrection. May each church community show signs of new life and joy in you. Through our relationship with you, may we bring others to be faithful. We ask your blessing upon all who are seekers, all who are new in the faith, and all who are struggling with doubt and darkness in this time of isolation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, bless the world with your peace. 
the peace that it cannot achieve on its own, a peace that comes from knowing you in our lives. We pray for peace between nations and peoples. We ask your blessing upon all peacemakers, the work of our government, the World Health Organization and our very own NHS. We pray for all who live in fear for their lives and all who have lost confidence in themselves or the world around them. We lift up to you all those suffering with increased domestic violence at this time, that you will help them to find hope in you and lead them to a place of safety. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, bless our homes and families with the joy of your presence. May our homes be ever open to you and your love. We remember today all who suffer as a result of this pandemic, from financial pressure, the grief of losing a loved one, or mental and physical illness. We ask your blessing upon all who live amid strife and fear, and all who are unable to rejoice in life. Help us, Lord, to be beacons of light and hope to all around us in our community, that your love may shine through our lives, as we are no longer hidden away in our church buildings, but shine out into our suffering community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, bless all who feel restricted by what is happening around them. We thank you for the first green shoots of the unlocking of the restrictions put upon us by the COVID-19 outbreak. We ask your blessing upon all who are ill or who have been injured through accidents and upon those who care for them. Lord, give them courage and hope in their troubles. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the Collect for Palm Sunday. Almighty and everlasting God, who in your tender love towards the human race sent your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Grant that we may follow the example of his patience and his humility and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we meet together in our homes, we're unable to take part in sharing of the bread and the wine, but we can take part in a spiritual communion together.
So we say together, thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits that you have given me, for all the pains and insults you have borne for me. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart. O merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may I know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen. And Lord, in these days of mercy, make us quiet and prayerful. In these days of challenge, make us stronger in you. In these days of emptiness, take possession of us. In these days of waiting, open our hearts to the mystery of your cross. Amen. Strains of holy joy. For Judas lion burst his chains and crushed the serpent's head, and brought with him from death's domain the long imprisoned dead. From hell's devouring joys they pray. so to the blessing. God the Father, by whose love Christ was raised from the dead, open to you the gate of everlasting life, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be with you and those whom you love, now and always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.